and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us. You know, Britt, uh, if you do the calculations, mm-hmm. uh, this puts us uh, right at the 50% mark for, for the week because we do four shows. And this is our third one. But yeah. for a lot of people who still work a five-day week, it would only be hump day for them. <laughs> but not everybody's working a five-day week right now. So they might be working the last day of the week before their weekend starts, which could be on a Thursday based on the new way that people work. That's crazy. Now. What That's do you crazy. think? Thanks a lot, Biden. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, here we go. Here's the list. Well, the polls for 2024 don't mean anything. So let's talk about the polls for 2024. Sure, let's do that. Yeah. Um, would they really close the library completely in Texas? If it meant they'd be forced to not remove books that were going to sully the children. It's my president, and I'll cry if I want to. Jeez. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Even Rudy knew mm-hmm. that Biden really won the election, and there are recordings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, another Trump lawyer reputational tap dance breaks out. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's start with even Rudy knew and there is a recording. Notice I didn't say the word tape. Okay. I I changed it on purpose. I changed it on purpose because I I saw it. I'd like Uh, to know where said recording is, but I'm sure you'll fill us in. Have you heard the name Abby Grossberg yet? Yeah, I know that name. That's part of the Motley Crew, right? <laughs> no. She was Tucker Carlson's main producer. Ah, yeah, that's right. Who got canned by Fox News. And she says there are secret recordings. Of course, it says tapes here, but we changed that because mm-hmm. we're modern. There are secret recordings of Rudy Giuliani admitting there is no proof that the 2020 election was stolen this courtesy of your daily beast they break a lot of news have you noticed that they really I have do. noticed yeah i have noticed uh grossberg suing fox for harassment and a toxic work environment boy we've never heard that before out of women who've worked at fox in the last quarter century have we hmm. no uh she claims that behind the scenes conversations with rudy Sidney powell and other Trump campaign officials feature them admitting they had no evidence to support the Dominion election fraud lies. Additionally, she says an advisor of former President Trump pointed out the importance of January 6th, weeks before the attacks, excuse me, the tourist visits, uh, pointing out the importance of it and noting that the advisor said there were no issues with voting machines. January 6th was now the backstop for determining the election. Hmm. Could you translate what backstop for determining the election might have been if it was spoken a few weeks into, say, December, when all the legal remedies 
had fallen by the wayside and there was kind of what might that mean Britt? i know you can figure this out i don't i don't really want to get into what backstops mean that sounds part, a, a little sexual to me to be honest with you of course that meant violence had to break out and we need to stage a violent coup so that was that was our ultimate plan C, D. That was the last. Absolutely. That's what was meant there. Nobody could think otherwise, right? Yeah, We're going to do everything yeah. we can. But boy, if we get to January 6th and nothing has changed, well, uh, you know, Pigeon Pence will do our bidding for us, won't he? That's a great. Like, if, if this, if we can't get the legislatures to lie, we can't get the courts to help us out, we can't get Mike Pence to help us out, we're just going to have to start shooting people. Wasn't that what happened? Yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of. And if there is audio evidence, and I guess we uh, apparently no one ever got convicted of anything ever before mechanical recording tape existed. Is that right? Because there was never proof. Is that the way it was? They couldn't even find a body in that Sam Shepard case. Yeah. Yeah. Once a senior booking producer for. Maria Bartiromo, as far into the tank for Trump as any of them. Maybe she is at the top of the list. Uh, Ms. Grossberg was the senior booking producer for her before she... Is this a promotion or a demotion to be on Tucker Carlson's show and run his bookings? <laughs> you, you, you make that call. Does she have to move up to Maine, up in that cabin in the woods or whatever, in order to do that job? No, I think you can do that one uh, remote. I think... Good. Uh, wouldn't you think that actually it's kind of ideal in a, in a way that he wouldn't be around, right? That he he would be up there in Maine and you get to you get to be in, in New York doing your work. Anyway, yeah. um, the lawsuits against Fox by Grossberg, which were filed just a few weeks ago. But again, remember, there have been 450 news cycles since then. So it's important to remember what this new emerging name, Abby Grossberg, is all about in her lawsuit. She says that Fox was trying to make her and Bartiromo the scapegoats. <laughs> God. I, I don't know so much about her. Bartiromo is an easy scapegoat because she's yeah. so horrible. Yeah, well, turning on their own people. But that that's kind of problematic. You can't turn on her uh. in a lawsuit filed by an ex-employee or a, quote, disgruntled employee. And then when you are being sued by Dominion, which is a completely different case, which is uh, in the jury selection stage, I think, today or, or tomorrow, you can't defend her for the things that she was saying. You, you can't have it both ways, which, of course, means it's right-wing media, it's conservative morons, it's knuckle-dragging Uncle Fred who comes to you? Of course, you can have it both ways with a straight face. But Jeez. there we go. Uh, Fox continues to say that they have complied with their discovery obligations in the Dominion case, and off to the races they go. I, I, I think that at this hour, as we speak, which is midday on Wednesday, right before the trial would be starting, that they could still throw in the towel and and settle this out or everyone has to to uh, show up in court and give testimony that i guess it will be and i'm sure it will be even more embarrassing 
and more devastating to uh, quote unquote Fox's reputation. But at, it seems yeah, a little bit at less. this point, hasn't I mean, honestly, what, what else could come out that'll be more embarrassing that's already come out? Well, see, that's, you know, I mean, that's, a loaded that's, question. Like saying, that's like saying Trump has hit rock bottom. That, yeah, that's never, never true. Rock- What's I mean, I'll play your game. What's the number that you come to them with? Uh, 800 million. We'll walk away 800 million and we'll pay all of your attorney fees. You're not you, taking that if you're no, you're no, not no, no, do no. That. You're, first of all, the suit itself right now, I believe, is at the uh, the billion and a half mark, and that's just for uh initial damages to the reputation of Dominion. Then punitive damages would be determined by a jury they have no limit on top of them so i would say if i were dominion and i'm not but all their behavior has said we're going to make a stand we're going to make a point we've got the truth on our side we are not settling there is no way we're settling. There is no amount of money that can buy us. Now, of course, there's a there's a number, I guess, for everything for everybody. I would say in this case, twenty five billion, twenty five billion, and that's probably enough to shut down Fox News. Oh, it would be, but I, golly, that'd be that that would be when, yeah. if you're at a table and somebody slides a piece of paper yeah. with that number over to God. How do you billion. not shit your pants? That's stunning. There's a new uh, series, by the way, for those of you who that are um, subscribed to Audible. It's called Bitter Blood. And this season, they do go through the Murdoch thing, and they get down to the election and everything toward the end. It's very, Wait a minute. very interesting. I know there's no copyright on book titles or yeah, yeah. movie titles, but you know, Bitter Blood, mm-hmm. what that was used as the title of in the past, don't you? That was the guy Jerry. that killed, yeah, Jerry, yep. the Jerry Bledsoe thing. Yep, yep. Or was that the guy that killed all the people down in uh, Fort Bragg? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we're yeah. going into the weeds on that one, aren't we? Aren't Woo. we? Woo. Uh, bitter blood, Murdoch versus Murdoch. It's uh, eight episodes, and it's very interesting. It's a great name for it, though. And it's better than Succession. I'm kidding. It's not. It's not Nothing's better than better. Succession. Nothing is better than success. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next up. Here we go. Down to Texas. All right. It's uh, Llano County, or is it Llano County? Because it's L-L-A-N-O. I think that's Llano, I think. Is it Llano? Because we just Americanize it. I think so. The county commissioners there have scheduled a meeting for tomorrow, which would be Thursday as we speak. A small Texas county is weighing whether to shut down their public library system after a federal judge ruled that the county commissioners violated the Constitution by banning about a dozen mostly kids' books in order that they put be put back on the shelves. So the commissioners have a very difficult decision. Abide by the federal judge's ruling or shut down the entire library, go out of business, shut it down, because if... If those books are on the shelves and these books have little legs on them and they chase after children who come into the library, they chase them down, they open themselves up and they read all the dirty parts to the children. (laughs) 
Because of that, these county commissioners are standing up for what is right. All right, we have a, a lawsuit by seven local residents in this county. They sued the county for banning the books. Good for them. Oh, boy, I bet they're popular in town. They fired off an email on Monday hoping for a uh, big turnout at the meeting so that uh, everybody can get in the uh, faces and the ears of these county these commissioners right yeah that's what we do here in 1968 is we have oh wait a minute i'm sorry yeah. well look how well that worked out in tennessee brit yeah you know i hear you yeah so this isn't the same as that story but in in, in one sense it is because you know just from afar it almost seems impossible to believe and i don't care what kind of county this is i don't care whether it was oh they voted 90 percent for trump whether that they would throw in the towel and shut down the library completely well over seven books or 12 you might as well i mean I, I, my initial thought was well we could use that money to put a couple of locks on the school doors yeah i mean for all the good that it does you guys i swear did i, I, did, did I miss something or when the uh, cry initially came out in the last week and that, well, this is proof that we have to make uh, public schools more secure after the, the uh, shootings in Nashville at a Christian private school. Right. So what, what does that mean? <laughs> and, and of course, better locks on public school would, is just of course bullshit, not. right? Of course not. <laughs> but, but aren't you by definition discriminating against of private schools, religious schools of, of every type, if you only allocate money for the public schools. And of course, there isn't enough money for that anyway. But just the, the idea that that was their first inclination to say that. But don't we need better security, better doors on banks now <laughs> after uh, what happened? In, well, you, I mean, you, I mean you it, saw it, the, it never ends. You, you, this will happen every time anything Because they'll never admit that it's the guns. It's over and over. It's like yeah. you saw the, the Ted Cruz clip from a few weeks ago about how secure banks are. You saw that? There's like they, They're like yeah. shoving that up his ass. Right. It's pretty right. funny. Um, yeah. And by, by the way, you know, I, I can still go to the movies occasionally. I go to movie theaters occasionally. And I haven't noticed security having been stepped up there. It's been I've how never, long since the shootings at Aurora, Colorado at that theater? How come we don't have better security at every movie theater? We need to. I'm afraid been, to go to a... Uh, I've been to movie theaters at different cities and stuff. I've never, like, for example, gone through a metal detector at a movie theater. Not hmm. once. Hmm. Not, not once at all. Nor should you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, you're right. And they've had, well... They, anywhere it can happen anywhere even at schools where they pray a lot brad because we've been told that's the problem is we're not praying enough i love this as a christian i love this idea that there's a level of praying that we can get to that'll stop this i don't know what it is i don't know how many people it is i don't know how many prayers it is i don't know how many hours a day haven't gotten there yet but the way we, we, we there's a level there's a level that happens, and uh, the family that comes that has the kid that just got cancer, clearly they didn't pray enough, so pray more than them. 
I mean, it's really, it, 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 it's maddening. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, it's my president. And I'll cry if I want to. Cry yeah. if I want to. Yeah. You would cry too if you got indicted. <laughs> um, the uh, Tucker Carlson sit down with uh, formerly the uh, guy that he uh, hated. But well, again, this is, force. Br- Br- this, is, this is worse than wrestling, okay? Where people <laughs> switch sides, they switch loyalties. Your enemy today is your best friend tomorrow. You can say anything you want, but it, it is wrestling and it is scripted. And and maybe I'm being naive here, but clearly this is all scripted too. Right-wing world, Fox, their relationship to Trump, the back and forth, the uh, the uh, the up and down. So uh, Tucker gets the first post-indictment arrest interview uh, with Trump. And uh, I'm not going to bother to play the, uh, it's a fairly long clip, where he just fawns over President Xi and Putin and, of course, Kim Jong-un, who he's, He's still in love. That you'll never break those bonds. But he talks about President Xi as you know. If you went to Hollywood and tried to cast someone, like you couldn't do it. He's that great. It, it's the, so nuts. I want you to think about this because in the next year, if for some reason Kim dies. For Donald Trump to go to that funeral would be the greatest thing. It would be wonderful to see him go to that funeral. Wouldn't it? State funeral in uh, Pyongyang. Pyongyang and, and have his defenders just talk. All these assholes that bend over backwards to talk about how great he is to talk about how wonderful it is that we have a president that goes over to a despotic dictator's funeral and pays respects. Yeah. All right. So here's uh, one little clip. It's only 27 seconds. It is the breakout clip, unfortunately, from Trump and Tucker Carlson, where Trump, of course, lies and makes shit up about the response that he got when he was uh, being arraigned, being arrested. And that one little piece of video where you see him coming through the, I guess that's the front door of the... um, facility there in new york where they do the arraignment and i guess the you know i guess there's also you know prisons or you know, prison cells above however they they have it set up there so here's the clip we're there i think 57 minutes tell us from your perspective what that was like they were incredible when i went to the courthouse which is also a prison in a sense uh they signed me in in a sense and i'll tell you people were crying people that work there professionally work there that have no problems putting in murderers and they see all right people were crying okay obviously that's that's a lie we we saw the video those guys were doing their job they were standing there stoic as they (laughs) the one guy didn't even open the the hold up in the door for him which was great right Right. i don't want to say they've seen worse than him um but they've seen people who are more physically dangerous Okay, but uh, the only thing he left out of that was 
they were saying, sir, oh, we feel so bad. You know, he, he forgot to impersonate them and throw in a bunch of sirs, which would have really uh, underscored the, the bullshit of the moment. All right, let's finish it up here. Ten more seconds. Buddy, it's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. But then I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? When the Beatles landed at JFK Airport in 1964, there were tears. The yeah, girls were screaming, they and were they crying, were yeah. crying. So this is, in Donald Trump's mind, the most spectacular moment of emotional reaction to a famous person since the Beatles landed in New York in January 1964. Something else. Something else, isn't it? Mm, it's something else. They were actually crying. If they were crying, you know what they were crying for? And they weren't. But if they did, they'd be crying for the fact that you were ever elected president, that you actually came from New York City and sullied the reputation of the city, and for all of the crimes for which you have been and are about to be accused, indicted, arraigned, and hopefully convicted for. That that would be the source of their tears. It wouldn't be support for you. But again, I'm I'm allowing for some runway there, but you know there was no... Why did you make that? Why? Well, it's yeah. so sick. It's does he have sick. to collaborate people to come up with these, these lies, or does he just do it naturally now? Because that's a pretty good one. This is beyond his standard yeah, lie. The right. idea that there there were people weeping in the aisles yeah. that their president was having to go through. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, if that was true, and it's not true, there were a lot of reporters who would have seen that on the way in and the way out. No, they weren't, yeah. they weren't in the uh, actual room where it happened, but there were no tears, obviously, inside there. You have to maintain your your composure the whole the whole time uh so i guess this just goes into the category of things that are so transparently false there's such obvious lies that when he says them the stunning brazenness of the bullshit which plays into what whatever his base thinks that there is this Jesus-like quality to him. It cuts through to them. And again, it goes right over our heads and we see it for what it is. Oh, which is no, a big yeah. Lie. Uh, there's almost a George Costanza-like level of having <laughs> to ramp up the lie to go to the bigger lie, to the bigger yeah. lie, to the bigger lie. There's almost like that part of it. And yeah. I don't know. That's why. Did you happen to see the cold open for Saturday Night Live with James Austin Johnson? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the show. I tell you, doing- what, you know what? You know, I'll tell you what amazes me about that guy is that he can hold it together. Yeah, <laughs> for a long time. I mean, that He's was a great. long opening piece, and his cadence is just as fucked up. Yep. As Trump, and he holds it together, and he never breaks. Awesome. He never starts laughing. He never does any of those those things. So 
We had we had tickets to go see him do stand up last summer, and I got canceled for some reason. Really? Yeah. But yeah. and I, I hate it because I, I it's not he's very funny beyond that yeah, and the impressions. I, I, stuff. I think he is the uh, beneath the surface breakout talent on that show right now. I can see yeah. him being a Daryl Hammond kind of character on that show for a while. Yeah, that 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 sort of utility player that comes along, and, and Phil was like that for a while. I could see him being that kind of guy on that show if he's utilized properly. I think. Because I think they had him as a regular guy. Now I think he was a featured player, and I don't know what happened there. And I don't again, I don't even know what the future of that show really is. Anyway, yeah, but, I don't uh, think it's going to last. I, I I think it's well, on the verge of. <laughs> I mean, I know we've gone through it several times, but we're in a, a very different. And I don't know the idea that we need a live show at eleven thirty on Saturday nights. Even that is being called into question, for sure. Britt, we need it more than ever. <laughs> we need it. It's just like we need baseball, Britt. <laughs> whether whether the games are shorter or not, we still need. We have baseball. to have it. We need baseball. Uh, okay, uh, another Trump lawyer, reputational tap dance routine. <laughs> like this one. As of right now, I know that I think Takapina is still on the team. Uh, this is not about Takapina. Well, I love that guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, he would be um, another one who would be ready to start putting on his uh, dancing shoes soon enough. But oh, you know, this, what? Is, not, this is not about him. Right. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who, of course, was the uh, breakout star during the January 6th hearings. He was former uh, White House aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. You'll remember she had a Trump-funded lawyer all the way up to the very last minute before she testified because she suspected, rightfully so, correctly so, that she was getting advice to lie and to not remember things and to play all kinds of games. That lawyer's name, Trump-funded lawyer, was Stefan Positino. Stefan Positino. So this is 10 months later since Cassidy Hutchinson testified. Time flies, does it not? I believe Cassidy now, was the one Cassidy was the one that alleges the altercation in the uh, SUV where yeah, Trump grabbed the wheel. Things. Yep. Yeah. Among, among, which, by the way, has never been proven, Britt. It's also never been disproven, Brad. So what? <laughs> uh, Stefan, pass, by the way. If your first name is Stefan, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, he's now suing the January 6th Select Committee, which is quite a feat because, as you know, the January 6th Select Committee does not exist. You may as well sue the Seattle Supersonics or, uh, I, I don't know, the, the, uh, the cast of... Um, L.A. Law. Sue that. Oh, the shows don't exist anymore. He he alleges that the January 6th committee developed this false narrative about him that he encouraged Cassidy Hutchinson to lie. He filed this on Tuesday, and he says it's all an outrageous tale. Well, 
What do you think? Why would she change lawyers at the proverbial 11th hour? Why were her instincts as an honest person, one of the few honest people in, in this whole scenario, why would you think that her instincts were wrong? Because she probably didn't want to go to jail. Yeah. Didn't want to perjure and, herself. By the way, why didn't you sue them sometime before the beginning of this year when the January 6th committee still existed? Yeah. You can't sue something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Look, look up, uh, you know, the, the uh, number two person on the committee, Liz Cheney, she isn't even in the Congress anymore. Are you going to go after her as a private citizen? Come on. Good luck. Good luck to that. Yeah. Uh, and as for your friend, your favorite lawyer, Joe Takapina. Boy, uh, the head on that guy. I got to be yeah. honest with you. The head on that human being. A little sweaty. A little sweaty, isn't he? Well, he's also got a big blockhead. I feel so awful for his mother. Childbirth must have been awful. Wow. Sorry. I just had to go there. I you're, mean, Mother's, you know, Mother's your, your your compassion as a human being is unmatched. I know. Well, I mean, Mother's Day is like a month away, so he should get her like a Corvette or something. Yeah. Washington Post reports today that Takapina could be in a little bit of trouble for his work. Stormy Daniels' current lawyer's name is Clark Brewster. Now that's a great lawyer name, don't you think, Clark Brewster? It sounds kind of it sounds kind of southern. Yeah, it's a it's a little too uh, to kill a mockingbird for me, but that's okay. It, it, it works. Uh, he's filed a complaint to the New York Attorney Grievance Committee. Didn't know there was one, and there is one <laughs> that says that there were communications between Stormy Daniels and Tacopina. In February of 2018, think about the timeline on this. Mm -hmm. She had approached him to be her attorney in all matters related to Donald Trump. So the current lawyer, Mr. Brewster, provided to the prosecutors communications between Stormy Daniels and Takapina after hearing Takapina say and i saw him say this he went on every show and made it very very clear that he never specifically spoke to her yeah. that he didn't have actual communications with her well my firm uh spoke to but i i never i never talked to her so you that texted her or you whatsapped her still the same thing pal right right yeah or yeah if, if you spanked it to her video <laughs> well we've all done it guilty as charged on that one right right um, Takapina's defense is that, uh, of course, these are privileged communications that he never had, right? <laughs> and he says, I've never been before the disciplinary committee in my 32 years of practice, and I intend on keeping it that way. In other words, uh, anybody that tries to level a complaint against me, they'll be swimming in the East River <laughs> with their head upside down. I think there's a reason there's never been a complaint filed against him. I, and I, you may have heard the same thing. I think I heard or that I, when they were in the courtroom, he's never litigated a case in a courtroom. 
Like, I don't, I don't, I think he's one of, and I don't know if anybody else who was on that legal team that you saw in the courtroom with Donald John Trump, I don't think any of those people, I know, but I'm pretty sure he was one of the ones he's never litigated a case in front of a jury and a judge and all that good stuff. I mean, you can be a lawyer and do that stuff. There's plenty of lawyers who do things like that and never go into a courtroom, but I don't, it's nice when you're Donald Trump to have a guy who may have tried a case or two. I'm thinking. So does the phrase in mean anything here? Could be. <laughs> Could be. Now, re- remember what happened. So the result was, you know, he did not become her lawyer, and she instead hired Michael Avenatti, who for yeah. a while was the thing. Yeah. Then he, he kind of, let's just uh, be very polite about it, lost his way. Jesus. Lost his and way. he's in jail right now himself. Um, but again... Anything that's even tangentially related to uh, Donald Trump is a legal reputation destroyer for for any lawyer that gets uh, within the blast zone, right? You just, just want to stay away. Pick pick something else. Do wills and trusts. That's a lot safer. That's a lot safer. Uh, and, and, and by the way, speaking of in over his head. Jim Jordan, who is uh, not really a lawyer, uh, he went to Capital University Law School and did graduate. And Capital University Law School is a third-tier law school in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. But he graduated from there, never took the bar, never practiced law. And uh, as the head of the, uh, was it the oversight committee he's uh, running right I think, now? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's getting his clock cleaned by a New York prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, and the group of people that Alvin Bragg must have on on that team in Manhattan, you can tell this is grade-A stuff, okay? He, he, he seems to be, Alvin Bragg, seems to be completely confident about what he has, about the cards that he's playing. Everybody and, else can freak out and jump up and down and, and act like their hair is on fire. He seems to be okay with everything that's going on. Right. The the uh, the pushback that he is giving to all these attempts by Jim Jordan. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, they're going to have a hearing next week. Uh, an on-the-road hearing. They're taking the show on the road, Jim Charles Jordan. Charles Kirill. Do your Charles Kirill. Come on. Right. We're, we're on the road in Manhattan. <laughs> and... They're going to present, allegedly, apparently, a bunch of people in New York, New York City, in Manhattan, who have been the victims of crimes that Jim Jordan will present to the country as crimes that Alvin Bragg didn't care about and wouldn't prosecute anyway because all he does is try to personally go after Donald Trump. Trump Look, and it's we not want- it, it's not only that Jimmy Jordan is bad at the law that he can't practice or he's bad at being a congressman he's also bad at show business right the show business yeah. aspect of this whole thing <laughs> yep. this, this sucks and it's gonna he's gonna fall flat on his every time this happens he is Charlie Brown with the football I'm trying right, to think I'm, no I'm gonna he, make a prediction this is, what, here. This, this is what he reminds me of let me, let, let me do my 80s reference this is a super Dave Osborne 
Super Dave Osborne would go out on the road. He's going to do the greatest stunt ever. And every single time it would fuck up every single time. And that's, that's, that's what Jim Jordan does every single time he kicks his own ass. Except Super Dave Osborne was doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was for entertainment. It was a, like, <laughs> it was a shtick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I predict that, and I don't know whether this is next Monday or Tuesday, this dog and pony show, and it really is the definition of a dog and pony show, is going to be held. I don't know where they're doing it in Manhattan. Madison Square Garden? Um, <laughs> no, they're going to do like Rudy did, and it was they thought it was going to be like this huge place, but it's going to be like this home and garden center or something like that. Yeah. The Apollo Theater and the four, they thought it was the Four Seasons. It was the Four Seasons landscaping or whatever the fuck that thing was. But I predict the kind of turnout that Trump thought was going to be in support of him against being arrested and indicted that never materialized in New York last week. That crowd that he thought was going to materialize that didn't will materialize this time. In favor of Prosecutor Bragg and against Jim Jordan for thinking that he could come in on his high horse and find some people to present to the world as victims. Okay. New York City is not a city of victims. It is the definition of New York strong. And it's going to, this is going to backfire. You can see it a mile away well you except for one man one, one man can't see it right <laughs> one guy has no idea what he's walking into what do you, what do you think you're going to accomplish and, and the pretext that he's giving for having the legal ability to dive into and get papers and theories and jurisdiction over New York prosecutors against what I believe is accurately the uh, truth of what federalism is, which is we have federal government, we have state government, we have local governments, and they have their spheres of influence. Jim Jordan says that the New York prosecutor's office gets some federal money, so therefore he has the right to get in there and oh my god <laughs> tell him what to do and tell him to call off the dogs you or know, get when him the... fired or do some kind of crazy thing and again i'm pretty sure that that doesn't give you the right to uh trample the constitution and the concept of of uh individual spheres of influence by the federal government state governments local governments county governments that they don't overlap in that way just because there's and I don't even know whether there is federal money in the. Uh, by the way, Jim, by the way, Jim Jordan has the Judiciary Committee, so he's got the, he. Th that's what he is has the purview over. It's not oversight; it's judiciary. Okay, but again, you, you heard that when they would call up, when the, the Judiciary Committee staff would call up and try to harass Alvin Bragg's uh, office for a while, after a while, they would go, "Would you stop with this bullshit?" And they would just hang up on them because they have no legal authority over them at all right right it's like not even a citizen's arrest not even a gomer pile citizen's arrest can these people make right but uh if you just want to go on credentials alone 
just on credentials alone. First of all, the head of the Judiciary Committee should be a real lawyer. It's probably a good idea. There's plenty of them. Are you, and, by real lawyer, you mean one that's actually passed the bar and practiced yeah. law? Yeah, and yeah, practice, I think that's yeah, fair. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I really think that that's a fair thing. That's a I minimum that's requirement. A, that's a fair yeah. thing. Yeah. Meantime, you know, Alvin Bragg, uh, who's a, a Harvard Law graduate, which doesn't automatically make him a genius, but it sure puts him head and shoulders. It doesn't suck. <laughs> Jim Jordan. I mean, you're just you're just playing in the, in the wrong playground, Jim. You're in over your head. It's, yeah, you should be over here. You. You're you're a solid JV guy. You really are, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got nothing else. Oh, I, I I put it all out on the field right now. Uh, that's uh, all you got. That was a, that was a tight situation with some good information in there. I'll tell you that it was a t- it was it was my tight ten. Go out and buy some flowers for Joe Tacopino's mom. Oh boy. <laughs>